Rocky Mike Wright, a podcast about podcasting. Brought to you by CarlyNimmo.com and Radcasters Podcasting School, where you can learn to podcast like a pro, from a pro. All right, let's go. To script or not to script. That's what I'm going to talk about today. And I'm going to give you some tips on how to structure your show and how to read and sound like you're not reading. This is a question that actually came up in Frequency, and it's come up in both my startup group and my established group. You know, questions around how you script a show. Is it best to like write it all out and read it? Do we do bullet points? Do we just hit record and see what comes out? Uh, And how, if it's scripted, how do I sound like I'm not reading? And I have a lot of experience in this because I'm a voiceover artist and I actually get paid to sound like I'm not reading. I get paid to sound like I'm having a conversation, particularly in the style of voiceover work that I do, which is all around online learning and e-learning with really large corporates. So a lot of it is either me being a narrator and needing to read something so that it's engaging and doesn't sound staccato and stifled and robotic, needs to sound conversational, or I'm actually acting, which means that I'll have a character that I'm playing and it will be a real-life simulation of something that would happen in the workplace. And so in order to do that, you know, voice acting is very different to regular acting because in regular acting you have the way we mostly communicate, which is visually through body language. We don't have that. So we need to really, voice acting is incredibly difficult and it's a skill that takes years to master because you need to like take what you would do in acting and then amp it up a million times, but without making it sound amped up. So it is really a skill. And so this is what I thought we would cover today is a little bit about my story and the things that I've learned and how I've progressed from a script person to a completely free flow kind of gal and all the steps that happened in between. But I also want to share with you how you can craft your voice to sound like it's natural when it's actually being read from a script. Okay, so where we will start is where I start everything, which is you. Honour your style. When you are creating a new show uh, or you're looking to restructure your own show, have a think about how how you best work and honour that. How does creativity flow through you? Honour that. So if you are someone who likes to write, then write and learn to read well. And learn to write for speech. This is a skill that uh, I crafted as a radio copywriter where we have to write for speech. What I want to highlight here is like, you know best how you work best. So if you work best with a really solid structure and, you know, you need a script in order to feel confident, then go that way. If you're the kind of person who just needs a few bullet points and can kind of free flow within that structure, then go honor that. If you are someone who feels like the best way you get connected to whatever it is that allows the words to flow through you is by just hitting record, do that. There's no right or wrong way here. There's only the way that feels really good for you. 
So, in my own story, I actually have been all three of those creators. I've been the really structured, write everything out person. I've been the bullet point person and I've been the completely free flow person. And I've gotten to completely free flow through writing. Well, actually, I've gotten to completely free flow by learning to trust myself and honoring my creativity and also honoring my relationship with creativity, allowing things to come through without judgment. And so most of my stuff these days is free flow. Here on this particular show, I might write out a few bullet points of things that I want to cover because I don't want to miss out on making sure that you get the best value out of this or that I forget a completely huge part of one of the topics that I'm covering. So I'll often just send an email to myself with like half a dozen points that I want to touch on. And that's the structure. For Carlosophies, my free flow convos, I literally have a seed of an idea. I hit record and see where it takes me. Sometimes I don't even know where where I'm going to start. I hit record and I'm like, okay, what's here for me now? And that's a cool way to create too. It just depends on what works for you. But if we fast fast forward, if we rewind back many years, I used to be a checkout chick at Cole Supermarkets. And I was asked to do the announcements over the loudspeaker. So the whole Welcome to Coles Supermarkets Kilsyth. In the deli today, you will find Virginian ham going out at fourteen ninety nine a kilo. And in our fruit and vegetable section, there are navel oranges at three dollars ninety nine a kilo. Uh, and then it would be something like, um, so please take advantage of these great specials and thank you for shopping at Coles Supermarkets Kilsyth. Now, I used to write that out word for word, which is why I can remember it now, 25 years on. I was always nervous and then I would say it and it would feel really good to be on the loudspeaker. I'd love hearing my voice come out over the supermarket. And and that's what really led me. Oh, it's not because as a kid, I was a double tape deck kid and I loved to play around recording my voice and back announcing and doing radio shows and all that kind of jazz. So I've really been someone who has been passionate about using my voice my entire life. Uh, and it just progressed from, you know, getting the opportunity to speak into a mic at my little checkout chick job at Coles when I was like 14 to eventually working in radio. And Radio is where I got the real education, the real life education. I had studied sound at university. Radio was where it all came together. I guess it's where I got the skills that I now still use today. I was so nervous. I am a highly anxious person, not so much these days, but for the bulk of my life, I've lived with pretty crazy levels of anxiety particularly when it comes to situations where I've I've felt like I was on the fly. Back in those days when I would write everything out, I would say over the loudspeaker at Coles, I took this to radio and I would write out everything that I would say on my radio show. And it was really just like song, back announce, the weather, uh, you know, like maybe a read, an ad read, a, a couple of jokes or something that came through on the wires but I would write it all out because I was so deathly afraid of being live because radio is often live or I'm not sure it's that's the case everywhere, but in regional stations, it's usually 
live or it's piped through via a network or syndication. And those shows sometimes aren't live. But being a jock in a regional town, you're generally on radio live, which means there's very little room for error. So me writing out every single word just gave me the confidence to be able to show up and know what was coming next. But what I didn't realize at the time was it was really skilling me up in the area of conversational reads, which led me to being a really fantastic and in-demand voiceover artist. It's my ability to read and not sound like I'm reading that has gotten me to where I am in terms of the work that I get as a respected voiceover artist. I didn't know that at the time, (laughs) but it is a really good skill to have. So back in those radio days, the other thing that really has put me in good stead for being a, a great voiceover artist is the fact that I wrote copy. So I wrote radio ad copy and when you're writing radio ad copy, you're writing it for speech. So when you're writing specifically for speech, you're also reading out loud what you've written because you need to make sure it flows and it makes sense. And this is the way I write still today. When you receive an email newsletter from me or when you're reading a post that's on Facebook or Instagram, it's me still coming from that place of writing for speech. I write it and I read it out loud before I send it to make sure it all flows and it sounds like me and it's it's easily digestible. So while it might not be amazingly grammatically always 100% correct, it's written in a way that is easy to digest, easy to understand, and is written in my voice. So often people will say, I love when I read your email newsletter because I can hear your voice in my head because I write the same way that I speak. And that has been something that I've crafted over a number of years, thanks to being a radio copywriter. So if we think about radio ads, you would never say things like, I'm just going to make up a name here, like, um, you'll find Birdie's Bakery located at 710 River Street, Ballina. You know, that's not what you would say. If, if someone came up to you and said, where's Birdie's Bakery? You would likely say something like, oh, it's next to the Commonwealth Bank in the main street of Ballina. That would be something that you could remember. You could remember, oh yeah, like as you're driving around and, you know, people listen to the radio, they're consuming it the same way they're listening to a podcast in the car often. So you, you want to leave things that they can remember and that are what, how you would explain things in regular speech. So as I'm driving around, if I'm thinking about Birdie's Bakery and I'm thinking, oh, what was the address again? Fuck, it was somewhere in Ballina. Oh, I can't remember the address. But if I can remember back to the ad and it's something easy to understand and easy to remember, like, oh, yeah, it's next to the Commonwealth Bank. That's how you would explain it to a friend. Where's Birdie's Bakery? Oh, it's next to the Commonwealth Bank in the main street. And people would be like, oh, yeah, near a landmark, you know, so it's like, that's not necessarily going to translate across to a podcast, but it does in some respects, right? You want to make things really memorable and easy to remember, easy to, to digest, easy to remember and conversational. And in order to have something sound conversational, it needs to be written in a conversational way. So how do you read without sounding like you're reading? And this is a skill that is crafted over time. So the way you sound now reading a script will improve over time if you do the following. Number one, you write for speech and you craft 
your writing around the way we speak, you listen to yourself regularly. And I'm talking about you're listening to yourself recording without judgment, just from a how could I improve this perspective, not a oh, look at all that shit I'm getting wrong perspective. That doesn't serve anyone. You're looking for ways that you can improve, not criticize. So you're listening to yourself. You're listening to your podcast. You're listening to yourself when you're having regular conversations. Be a witness as to the way you speak in general conversation because that is what you want to bring across to the podcast. But you need to have awareness around intonation and inflection and the the rhythm with which you speak when you're in conversation in order to be able to replicate that when you're reading. So you write for speech. You listen to yourself regularly. The other thing that I do is I read out loud, not just what I've written, but when I started uh, in radio and I started to be a voiceover artist, I started to read everything out loud just to practice. I would read kids' books out loud. I still read my daughter books every night and I put inflection and intonation and I try to make it sound conversational when I'm reading. I'm constantly crafting my voice. And so reading the newspaper, read out read out loud the articles, practice using that voice, practice reading, practice making it sound conversational. And I know sometimes articles and books aren't written in conversational manners, but you can still practice the way you speak. You can still practice inflections. You can still practice rhythm while you're reading out loud from things that aren't particularly well written for speech. So it is about consistently showing up and practicing. And of course, you read out loud what you write to make sure that it flows. As you're writing it, you read it out loud, make sure it flows. Beyond that, some of the things that I do uh, that I used to do back in the day was sit down with my script and I would mark it out. So I would read it out loud and then I would sit with a pen and I would mark certain things on the script. And so I would read and I'd be like, oh, okay, yeah. So I would say it, blah, 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 blah. And on a down inflection, I'd put a little arrow. So a down inflection is when your voice goes down at the end. An upward inflection is when it goes up at the end. And I didn't, didn't really do that very well. But upward inflections are something that we need to be aware of, particularly as women and Australians, is we have a tendency to end on an upward inflection, which is actually the way we end a question. So if you're constantly ending on upward inflections, it can make you look like you don't know what you're talking about. You're questioning everything. It's kind of a little more uh, forgivable if you're an Australian listening to another Australian who's ending on a lot of upward inflections because it is part of the way that we speak. But for other countries, it can be really off-putting because they're like, is she asking me a question? Is she questioning herself? Is she doubting herself? What's going on here? Right? All of those questions, upward inflections. So you want to make sure that you are you know, you're becoming aware of those speech patterns. Are you ending on an upward inflection all the time or are you ending on a downward inflection? So I would sit down with my script and I would mark it out. I would mark out little commas where I would pause for a breath. I would mark up up little upward arrow. If I wanted to end up, I would mark a little down arrow. Like I made these little codes for myself so that I knew what they meant so that when I would go to read them, it would be easy for me to kind of know, oh yeah, okay, I want to finish up here and I want to finish down there and I want to take a breath at this point. 
So marking it out can help you because you, what you're doing is reading while you're marking it out. Reading it, listening to yourself, does it sound conversational? How would I, how would I say this if I was saying it to a friend? And that's another thing that I practice all the time. It's, a, it's you know, like a great tool for acting, particularly if you are in response to someone. So you're thinking about how you would say this if you were just saying it to a friend and it wasn't written down. And that takes practice, right? It does take up practice. And that's why it's really important to witness ourselves in conversations to see how our regular speech patterns are and then kind of sit down and craft that. I guess the key to this is knowing that being able to read and not sound like you're reading is a craft and it is something that will take time. And when you go back and listen to the early things that you've recorded, they will sound flat. That's another thing that I do want to bring up is energy. We need to have energy while we're reading. And as a voiceover artist, I always stand up to record. I used to sit down in interviews, but I record all of my Rock Your Mic Right episodes, all of my Carlosophies episodes, standing up because it gives me greater energy. It opens up my chest so I can breathe better. I'm not like having those massive <gasps> kind of breaths that some people will have. That can be mic technique too, but they'll often have it because their lungs are constricted because they're sitting down and their lungs are all like closed up. You want good posture while you're reading. You, and if possible, if you're doing a solo show, I highly recommend standing up to record it because it does give you more energy. Uh, some tricks that we used to do in radio was to jump up and down on the spot to like raise our vibe before we got behind the mic. And that really helps you with having more energy for the read too. One thing that I learned through a um, public speaking event that I went to with Women Speak, I think it was called, yeah, Women Speak, was the um, idea of a tale. And I loved this. So the idea behind it is that we, we can imagine that we have a tale coming out from our coccyx bone. Coccyx? whatever, you know, the back, your back, <laughs> your bum, basically where we used to have a tail when we were monkeys. So you have like this, this tail coming out and the tail can be whatever you imagine it. I imagine mine to be like a big lion's tail and it's there and it's moving around. And what it's doing is like, I don't know, when, when you imagine you have a tail, something happens to your chest, you open up, you, it's like, it takes that nervous energy that can happen when we're recording something when we're out of our comfort zone and it has somewhere to channel that energy, which it just gives you a sense of power. Try it on. I know it sounds a bit wacky and out there, but try it on. I use it sometimes when I'm doing public speaking. It's just a way to, yeah, like channel all that nervous energy and have somewhere for it to go. But it also does this weird thing where you suddenly open up and your chest opens up, and then your lungs open up, and so then you've got bigger amounts of breath, and you know there's more power to your voice. That's all a, a huge bunch of tips for not only like reading, like you know, to script or not to script. That comes down to how do you feel best? Do you need the structure? Would you work best with bullet points, or would you could you trust yourself enough to hit record and see what happens? Because from my experience, when I first started Carlosophies and I would hit record and see what happens, I would often start the episode again. So I would start it, I'd be like, oh, that was fucked. Nah, stop. And then I'd start it again. And it was through doing that over and over and over again that I 
I've finally now hit record and that's it. Whatever comes out is what goes out live. And that's not for everyone. It's not for everyone, but it is for me. It's me having cultivated enough of a relationship with myself that I can trust that I will know where to go. But that isn't for everyone. It's not everyone's style. So knowing if you're structured and you and you have a script, how to be able to read that is a skill for life, right? Because you can then take that to all kinds of things that you do. They can transfer to speech, you know, doing a speech. They can transfer into creating really great engaging content for your online course or your podcast that don't sound staccato, don't lose people's attention because there's energy to it. So just to recap, you know how you work best. You know whether you are someone who needs a script and there's nothing wrong with starting with a script, moving down to bullet points and eventually free-flowing. That's definitely my own journey. And it's something that, like everything, it's all about practice. So practicing using your voice, practicing reading out loud, practicing, yeah, just being in the discomfort of not really knowing where you're going to go next, practicing the tale if you want to, find ways, practicing ways to get your vibe up and your energy. Does it feel really good for you to stand and record or are you better off sitting or just full permission to do whatever the fuck you want? Carlosophies, I used to record on the beach walking and I still do from time to time. You know, we can create whatever we want, whatever honors our form of creativity, but having these skills can really help you get over those nerves so that you can show up at the mic. If you are not showing up at the mic because you're afraid you don't know where you're going to go, script so that you do and practice using your voice practice the read, practice listening to yourself, practice reading aloud, practice writing for speech. And then through the relationship of building confidence in that space, you can move, if you feel like it, down the train into eventually just being able to show up and riff. If that's what lights you up, it's all about what lights you up. All right, that's it from me today. Hope this was helpful. If you want to reach out to me, you can via carlynimo.com. I love to hear from you. And I do have a favor to ask for you. If you are ever in a Facebook group and you see someone asking about podcasting, I would love nothing more than for you to remember to recommend this show. And if there's a topic you want me to riff on, drop me an email via the website carlynimo.com. I'm Carly Nimmo. This is Rock Your Mic Right. Until next week, peace out. Carly Nimmo signing off. Bye-bye now.